0: And welcome to episode 130 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author-entrepreneur Wendy H. Jones. As always, it's a pleasure to bring you the show, and I do so willingly. And I have to say, the weeks are just flashing past. I can't believe we're at episode 130 already. Today, I'm going to be talking to Stephanie DeSantos, uh, the author of... uh, portal fantasy novels. And I'm going to be talking about portal fantasy today. Now, it's not a genre I know a lot about, so I'm very much looking forward to chatting to her. Um, what's been happening in my life? Well, I'm getting ready for my trip to the States when I go uh, in August. And i am uh, also been writing. Um, I've had a meeting with my editor. Everything's going along swimmingly. And I'm thoroughly enjoying what's happening uh, in my life. Uh, Being a writer is absolutely fabulous. So, uh, before I get on with the show and talk to uh, Stephanie, I'd like to say it's a pleasure to bring you this show every week. I do so willingly and I enjoy doing it. However, um, it does take time out of my writing. If you would like to support that time, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones and you can support me for just $3 a month, which is the price of a tier coffee per month or you can um, do so as a one-off through uh, Buy Me A Coffee, and the link is on my website, and it's buymeacoffee.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. And I would be very grateful. It would let me know that you're enjoying the show and you want me to continue. So, what of Stephanie? Well, Stephanie started writing poetry as a child, graduating to school, newsletters and magazines before being offered a freelancing job with a local newspaper from one of her unsolicited articles. Someone apparently liked her work. After several year writing hiatus while navigating life and working in the medical field for over 20 years, she has now released Talon in the Tree, the legend, the first in the Talon in the Tree series. She publishes through Black Dog, Brown Dog Press. When not creating unusual predicaments and adventures for Talon and the other characters that share his world, or outlining the next novel in the series, she spends time at home with multiple pets, perfecting her painting and photography skills, and traveling with her Brazilian husband and eats as much chocolate as possible. Stephanie resides in central Texas, and I know that her second book has just come out, and we'll hear about that today. So without further ado, let's get on with the show and hear from Stephanie. And we have Stephanie with us. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Now, wait, you're not Scottish with an accent like that. So where in the world are you? No,
1: I'm originally from Kansas, so I have the nice Kansas twang, but I'm currently in Texas. I've been here 10 years, around about Austin.
0: Kansas. Okay. And do you miss Kansas? Oh, yeah. I go back to visit family three, four
1: times a year. So we just cruise up I-35 for the people in the U.S. know where that is, right down the middle of the U.S. So it takes about eight hours and, and I'm home. So,
0: yeah, yeah, not too bad. Hey, the only thing anybody ever knows about Canvas outside of America is the Wizard of Oz. That's, <laughs> That's it. Yeah, well, we'll bring up the Wizard of Oz later, actually. And they're, they're not in Kansas for very long, in all fairness, because this is not like Canvas. They're right. not in Kansas anymore. That's right. Anyway, uh moving swiftly on from my ability to talk about uh, The Wizard of Oz, which I, uh, despite having watched the film a million times, still can't answer much on. Um, I'm, we're here to talk to you about writing portal fantasy, which I'm absolutely fascinated about because um, portal fantasy is not something that I know a lot about. So, mm-hmm. so, so we're all on the same page. What exactly is portal fantasy? Because it was a new one to me, to be honest um portal fantasy uh
1: without giving like a formal definition it's just a subgenre of fantasy so portal fantasy would be where the characters go to another time or another place or both through something like uh, a doorway a mirror uh my book he falls in a tree i'm sure it's not the first book of somebody to fall into a tree um there's one that i've recently heard about uh, on TikTok, I cannot recall the name, but they go to another world via STB. So you can come up with any <laughs> idea the that weapon. you want. It's just getting to another time or location through through another, not a dimension, but a portal, you know, like a portal window. It can
0: it can right. be anything. So I suppose Narnia books are portal fantasy, right? Yep, we all know that Narnia.
1: One One of the
0: best portal fantasy. <laughs> and so are your books. And to be honest, I love the fact yours is through a tree and I'm sure we'll hear about the tree later on. But how does it actually differ from traditional fantasy? Is there any other way it differs or is it just the fact there's a portal?
1: I I would imagine it's just portal Um as far as getting to the other world, I, I think usually they were, they're usually set in modern or current times and the mm-hmm. portal takes you to somewhere else um, mm-hmm. or, you know, either by time or by place. But from, you know, the ones that I am familiar with, I'm sure there are many I am not familiar with, but the ones I'm familiar with, it's kind of set in present day and they have to either go through or solve a problem or, or find someone or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I'm wondering. I wonder if it's a movie, not a book, but like back to the future, would that be classed as a portal fantasy? Oh Maybe yeah, the car really contemporary or historical. Yeah, the car would be would be the portal, I would imagine. So you
1: go to a different time and place, you know, you can pick the time that you get to go to, you know, in the DeLorean. Um, but, um I think the the second and third ones when he goes back to the Wild West, it's you know, it's his locale and where he lives but it's a different time because the car comes crashing through the sign of where he used to live and it's called by a different name and and yeah something like that so that would be actually a really good example
0: I think yeah I quite like them to be honest so I do know what portal fantasy is Uh, so what are the key elements and tropes to bear in mind when writing portal fantasy Um, I think as far as tropes, I think you can pick any trope that you want in
1: fantasy. It's just set in a different place and how you get there is the, is the main thing. I think it can be anything commonly is found family, the chosen one, good versus evil things, you know, with battles. Um, I think it's any trope
0: that you like. It's just where it's set when and where it's set. Yeah. I mean, the, the tropes in fantasy, I'm not, re- I don't read a lot of fantasy, although I love your books, but I'm not very sure where the, um you know, what the tropes are in fantasy. What sort of tropes do you have? My tropes, uh, just because I like them, deal with
1: family, emotion, good versus evil. I always like to think that good will always overpower evil. I know sometimes yes, you yes. don't always have the happily ever after. Or the good ending. Um, My gosh, there's just,
0: there's so many tropes. I'm any tropes really in fantasy. I'm sure you could have romantic tropes, friendship tropes, you know, anything. Yeah. And I know I've, I've
1: looked to kind of see where mine will fit in for marketing or for keywords and things like that on Amazon. And there's a site called tvtropes.org and there's hundreds of thousands of tropes that you can look up. So, I mean, things that you can look so it, you can get lost. I mean, it's kind of like when the internet first came out, you go down the rabbit hole like Alice and
0: you, yeah,
1: you don't come up for air for a while. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Now there's another, there's another portal, the rabbit yeah. hole. Absolutely. Yeah. So we all know what portal fantasy is. We just never gave it a name. So yeah. Maybe.
1: And that's something um, I know we've talked about uh, in your neck of the woods, Joanna Penn before I remember listening to one of her podcasts and she said, I, Oh my gosh, my book. I, can't recall which one. She has so many. She yeah. goes, my book the portal fantasy. I just didn't know what that was called. Or, you know, where your characters go to another world.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. I don't think, I wonder if it's something, if it's an American versus British thing that people know more about the <laughs> name portal fantasy in America than we do in Britain. That could be. I never thought of it that way before. I, I don't know that I've
1: read a whole lot of British and UK and authors from overseas. So that that's something to think about.
0: Oh, my goodness. You need to remedy that immediately. You need to remedy it immediately. We're all awesome. No. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, I
1: hear I, I have uh, two books from a, a very, very well top known author over there coming right now. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, they'll be coming. I don't know when, though. The, the Post in America is frightfully <laughs> slow, but that they need a portal, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, they hey, need- there you go. Uh, yeah it could, it could be a, a portal could be the postman couldn't it oh <laughs> you somewhere else oh there wouldn't be a very fast portal that's for sure anyway sorry I'm not picking on the Americans I love America I love America and I love Americans so I'm, I'm curious is it necessary to plan when writing the genre or is it possible to fly by the seat of your pants oh boy um both yes <laughs> uh-huh.
1: um I I think going into it, you need to know what your world's about. You need to know what the portal's going to be. Um, those things I think probably should be planned ahead of time with a little bit of, a, of, a, of an outline. I'm a little bit of a planter. I do a little bit of both. I have kind of a rough outline. And then from point A to point B, I'm not exactly sure what will happen in between point A and point B. I just know that this needs to happen. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. Then I start writing. I mean, so I I have bulleted lists, not a full, you know, 5,000 word outline, but I think knowing whether your portal is going to be I mean, cause they're typically magic because that is something that is not in real life yet that we know of, mm-hmm. um, know whether it needs to be hard magic, soft magic, you know, what, what are the rules of going into the porthole? Who can go, who can't, how do you get in? How do you get out? Those kinds of things. I think you kind of should have a rough idea first of how that works, but I, I think you could go either way, but ha- having some vague ideas is really
0: helpful. I would hate to go into a fantasy book writing it, I mean, without knowing where I was going. I mean, with a crime, I pretty much know it well, so I can do it by the seat of my pants, really, if I want to. Although I do do a little bit of planning, so I'm a bit of a mixture, like you, I'm a plantster. Um, But most people would say I'm a plant, really, but, you know. um, Yeah, so I I do a mixture. But I think with fantasy, to me, it would need to be um plotted out and I think probably a lot of us get the that from um JK Rowling and the plotting that she did I mean her have you seen her plans for her books oh my goodness phenomenal phenomenal but really for her series she would have to because you would you'd get lost you'd forget what you'd put in book one you know yeah and I have run into
1: that even just with book two out going, oh my gosh, I said ABC in book one, how do I come back to that in book two? And then I know things that I want to happen in future books. And I'm like, I've got to work this out, you know, with ages of people and how is this going to happen and who's related to who. And so I. I'm becoming a little bit more of an outliner because, I mean, especially in JK Rowling's world, it's so, everything is so intertwined with oh, the yeah. name, the yeah. people. I kind of see myself going down a similar, a similar path going, I got to figure this out before I write myself a corner. So yeah,
0: it it can get a little tricky. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, so how do you go about building a world in portal fantasy? I mean, I'm fascinated because I'm writing in Dundee. I know Dundee like the back of my hand, so it's no problem. How do you go about writing a completely different world, not even like here on Earth? Write what you like. Um, what what interests
1: you? Uh, make sure it's a world that you don't leave out important things that you would leave out of this world. As far as what's it look like, what's it, you know, the feeling for the characters, the taste, the smell, what is there, what characters live there, what creatures live there, what as far as actual world building. I know there's tons of books on world building. Um, I haven't quite got into a lot of them myself, but my gosh, there's so many books I could, I could read, but I want to spend my time writing. But there's tons of world building. Um, I actually pulled a book earlier, a gal that I absolutely love. I can't see myself in the screen, but hopefully you can see it. And I have no idea if it's backwards. But um, Sarah Beth Durst, Queen of Blood, I love, love, love her world building. She's got several books out, um, and it's you know they fly through the trees on zip lines and things, and you know hardly spend much time on. They do spend time on the ground, but it's just a completely different place and she has another world where it's all underwater. So I think just making sure there's something different for the reader that you can pull yourself away from. Uh, and they usually have an element of magic. People like to be whisked away in magical places, but don't don't forget to you know treat it like you would the world up here and immerse the reader in you know, what is a character feeling, seeing, smelling, doing, tastes like, you know, all all of those. And that's mm-hmm. something that I've got with my books. People say, oh, my gosh, I feel like I was right there. Like, Thank you. You know, so <laughs> that is that is something that I, I like to describe things. I'm rather wordy. So <laughs> that, I I have to kind of cull some of my, my words in editing. But those would be the main things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what you're saying is it's to try and make it different enough that the reader is getting the whole fantasy experience, but familiar enough Mm -hmm. that they don't feel it's, you know, too far away from them and they don't relate. Yeah, and I think reading some books, even if it's
1: not a portal fantasy where it's just written in a fantasy world, the author just throws you in and that's like every day for that character. That's just how it is. And, and you're thrown right in. I enjoy those books as as well too, but they just, they describe it as this is how it is. This is the world and, and you're thrown right in the middle. So I think, you know, not forgetting about that and treating it as a, as a real
0: place. Yeah. Yeah, no, good point. So what would be your top three tips for anyone wanting to write portal fantasy? Hmm. It's a good one. Read other portal fantasies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a long list. I've not dove into yet. Um, and kind of like we talked a little bit before, make it as immersive as possible that you, that you can for the person, you know, cause that's why we read is to escape, you know, whether that character is escaping to another world, you kind of want to escape to another story or another place um, and try it. You don't know, just try it. You know, you might like it, You might hate it. (laughs) You know, it may give you an idea for something else if you don't like it, but just trial and error.
0: Give it a go. Give it a shot. Excellent. Great tips. So can you tell us about your own books? I happen to have them right here. The last
1: time I spoke with you on another platform, I didn't have book two available. So it's actually here. It's not a (laughs) sticker. Over the other books, so book one uh, was my first. Uh, the one with the jaguar is book two. It's portal fantasy, and it's a little bit of a mix of um, folklore.
0: Sorry, so podcast. Can you tell us the titles, please?
1: Oh, sorry, forget about that. It's Talon and the Tree. and book one is the legend, and book two is the elimination. And but the whole series is Talon and the Tree he falls into a porthole in the trunk of the tree and finds a total different world under the ground that everyone else thought was folklore. And he grew up thinking, ah, it's not real. Of course, once he gets down there, he realizes and finds out that he is a descendant um, of the great healers of the island, you know, protecting the island of the people and nature and so forth. So uh, the last healer was his great-grandfather three generations ago and picked him before he was even born. So he has to figure out how that happened and all the characters that he meets and and so on but um it has a little bit of that folklore retelling and fairy tale retellings because it's based off Caribbean folklore Mm -hmm. characters like Papa Bois, Mama Delo, um the old hag, La Bless, lots of different characters that a lot of people haven't heard a lot about. We hear about uh, Snow White, um, Beauty and the Beast, those retellings and so forth, but not a lot of other, other cultures. And I just, I love traveling. I love the Caribbean. And when I went to Antigua, that's where I got the idea of seeing the silk cotton tree. And the more I read about it, then I went down my rabbit hole and now we have the books. So I plan on having about five or six um, two was just released where this is what July now, 2022. So, uh, the next project for me is going to be the prequel, my reader magnet. So I can build my newsletter list. Um, it's awful thin, little skinny right now. So I need to beef that up and then I'll, I'll dive into book three. Um, there is some inkling in my brain, just nabbing at me wanting to make I think probably book four be from the uh, another character point of view. Talon's the main character, and it's told from a very close, like over his shoulder. Everything is from his very tight world point of view. And I think I may change that to his his best friend Marisha in in book four. I don't I don't know how jarring that would be. I'll find out from beta readers and see how I feel after I finish book three. But that's kind of the plan, just to kind of change. Things up because she's she'll play a, a big integral part in the books. But so it's a mix of the portal fantasy and folklore retelling, which I think a lot of portal fantasies are. You know, they find out about other worlds, other cultures, other other uh, myths and legends and things.
0: So that's where I'm at. Well, brilliant. And I have to say, I've read book one. I haven't read book two yet. I'm going to take it to the States for me. Um, so it's going, it's going on back to the States. Um, so my final question because all interviews have to have come to an end. My final question, where can my listeners find out more about you and your books um,
1: the website will always be there. It is author Stephanie Dosantos.com. You can sign up for my newsletter and that will give you up-to-date info on how the prequel is coming along. <laughs> this is the cover um, mock-up for that. Uh, lovely,
0: lovely cover, I have to say. Like Stunning. That's that's going thank you. That's By gonna the way, be the huge... for the podcast. Can you describe it? Oh, gosh, keep forgetting about that. It is uh,
1: a lot of symbolism that's in the book. It's a vine and it's holding a necklace of three different pendants. One is a circular stone and then a cross and a starfish. And they all represent different healers in the world. And and, uh, this book will go over kind of the the drama and the background of the three main families that play a part in the book. Um, Also, you can find me on TikTok, author Stephanie DeSantos. You can find me uh, same handle on Instagram. And uh, email me through my website, or yeah, I
0: think that's Excellent. it. <laughs> I think that's it. We can find you everywhere as, as Stephanie de Santos. So thank you very much, Stephanie. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the show.
1: Well, I always. Always love talking to you. I just call you up. Hey, what you doing today, Wendy?
0: <laughs> it's great. Chatting to you is always wonderful. It's, it uh, sets me up no end. And I apologize for my background, which is frightfully advertising my crime fiction. But I was looking for the podcast background. Couldn't find it. So. I like it. It's great. It's weird. I'll have to find it. I'll have to find it. I can't even remember ever having done this background. So it's come as a bit of a surprise to me, really anyway thank you have enjoy the rest of your day and i'm sure we'll speak soon yeah i hope so Bye. bye that brings us to the end of another show it was really good to have you on the show with me today I'm Wendy H. Jones, and you can find me at wendyhjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon, where you can support me for th- uh, as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee. You go to patreon.com forward slash H. Jones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning.